Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Astrologer Bill Atride, and uh, today is, I think, the sixth show of 2023 for me. Uh, and I thought, I, as I mentioned in my little write-up for the show today, I thought I'd pull back again and take a look at the big picture stuff once again after that dive we did into um, Biden and Trump's chart in the previous episode, just got more in a general look at things, and I may skip around and do other things in the rest of the year. And again, begin sort of looking ahead to 2024, which is just around the corner. Um, and, uh, of course, after I do my little talk here about the energies as I, as I see them and look at things historically, I'll open up uh, to all of you listening. And um, you can then ask me a question in terms of the show itself, or perhaps you have a question about yourself or someone else that you'd like me to look at. And then I would need uh, information regarding your chart or their chart, so I would need uh, a date of birth, and a place of birth at the very least, and a time of birth. If you have that, then I can tell you that much more. Um, if you want to reach me uh, outside the show, you can always email me at my name, Bill Atride, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E, at gmail.com. And also my phone number is available on most my platforms, whether LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, the blogs themselves. Uh, it's not too hard to find my number, and you can give me a call if you want to speak and chat about maybe getting some ideas of what books to read about astrology or metaphysics, or maybe even get a reading yourself if you haven't had one. Um, and of course, you're always welcome to suggest uh, a topic or questions for the show for the future if you wish to do that. Um, and in terms of some of the sort of just what's going on in the world right now, um, uh, as before, we the next Mercury retrograde, uh, though we just seem to finish one just recently, uh, is coming up in December. That'll be December 13th, and that'll run to January 1st, 2024. Um, and then, of course, we just had the solar eclipse in mid-October, and that was at 21 degrees of Libra. And, of course, a solar eclipse has an effect that seems to last for about the next six months. And most importantly, in terms of uh, for an individual, where it took place in their chart, was it on a planet, or and then if not, what house was it in? Uh, and that can determine in terms of what influence your area might be more lit up, as it were, for the next six months. And of course, yesterday was the lunar eclipse, which we didn't hear see here on this side of the world because uh, it happened during our daylight hours. Um, and it was at about five degrees of Taurus. And again, that usually is an influence that may last uh, for maybe a month or so till the next uh, um, uh, next one. So so the next uh, next full moon. Um, so it has less less importance, but certainly if it knocks into something important in your own chart or in the world, uh, it definitely has an effect. Um, so um, we could talk about that if you want too, if that's something that you're curious about. All right. So um, as I mentioned uh, today, I'd like to uh, pull back. And take a bigger view, uh, longer range and bigger perspective on what's happening. So after, after my last show, I thought it'd be helpful um, to take that larger perspective so it might see how planets are shaping and informing the circumstances of our past and, and present and the future. Um, and as you know by now, I think, I find that what is most significant for our understanding of these influences is formed by two factors, uh, that being the zodiacal positions of the major outer planets combined with their intersecting series of alignments or what we call aspects. And it is this sign-aspect combination which shapes and forms the energies and influences in any particular period. What I like to say, the dance of the planets, what we also might call the pulse of life, is formed in the deepest levels by Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus because they form individually and, and through their combinations with one another, they create the long wave influences that inform and shape 
um, the rise and fall of peoples, cultures, and civilizations uh, throughout history. I'm going to review here what we have now understood by this pattern making today, but I also want to speak about another indicator that some mundane astrologers use to understand the tides of history over the centuries. I believe you may find that the cyclic index is intuitively instructive and helpful in understanding where we have come from and what may lie ahead for us all. So we begin as usual with the long wave planets Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus by looking at both their individual positions and by their cycles of relationship with one another. Pluto has begun the transition from the sign of Capricorn, where it has been since 2008, into the sign of Aquarius, where it will remain from 2024 to 2044. If we look at its previous passage in Aquarius, which was from 1778 to 1798, we can certainly note that it was a very eventful time in the world indeed, encompassing in the Western Hemisphere both the American and French revolutions, which led to the continental-wide wars of Napoleon Bonaparte. When we look at the past historical periods of Pluto and Capricorn, it consistently heralds the time when a particular institutional order for society, that being the institutions of family, community, economic systems, and political order, begin to fundamentally break down. Why is that? It is because these structures were formed to meet human needs that were established for us in the late 17 and 1800s. This institutional order was made to fit and to meet the needs of that time. But now we and the world have changed so very much that these systems and structures can no longer meet our needs. They are inadequate. And sometimes it is they and their products or services that have become the very source of some of our problems today. With the advent of Pluto in Aquarius, we might hope and believe that our world would move away from the turbulence of recent memory and back to a more integrative and peaceful time. But if history is any guide, we are probably going to be faced with some very great challenges indeed, just as our ancestors did in the late 1700s and early 1800s. We do not merely emerge from a broken system into a fully functional paradigm of meaning and order. Why? Because while it is certainly hard to maintain an orderly life as an institutional order unravels, and it is painful and hard to let go of what you knew and counted on, yes, it is hard to say goodbye. But if you think that the passing of an age takes fortitude and strength, I think you will find that an even greater courage and vision will be needed to build our new world as Pluto moves into Aquarius. It is always harder to build than to destroy. But at least we can take comfort from the truth that we will be moving forward with the hope for a better tomorrow and not living with regret for what is lost or escaping into delusions of a world that never was. Meanwhile, Neptune is finishing its journey through Pisces, which is from 2011 to 2025, 26. And its previous passages were 1848 to 1862 and 1685 to 1698. And the one I believe that is very much like our own, because it was also a time with Pluto and Capricorn, and that was 1521 to 1535. With Neptune in Pisces, the veil between our worlds and between one another has become so very permeable that we find ourselves in a veritable sea of illuminations and illusions, with visions of the greater community of spirit colliding with divisions formed by fears founded in half-truths and lies. What we will find is that as Neptune moves into Aries from 2026 to 2039, we will see a new vision of the world and of ourselves begin to unfold as we move away from doubts into certainties, from a sea of confusion into a call to take up our mission to build the new world. And this will bring a welcome relief to many, but it's certainly not an indicator of peace in our time. 
No, the fight over the future will certainly break the old order and realign peoples and nations as it has done before. In fact, as it did so in the previous periods of 1862 to 1875, during and after our Civil War, and from 1698 to 1712, which witnessed a European-wide war over the Spanish succession, and then from 1535 to 1548, with great struggles between the Catholic and Protestant orders in Europe, and again, that last period is the one most like our time when Pluto was also in Aquarius. Thirdly, we have Uranus moving to the sign of Taurus now from 2018 to 2026, with its previous passages being from 1935 to 1942 and 1851 to 1859. And it is historically significant that each of these Uranian passages modulated through the, tor- the sign of Taurus, which is the sign of value, accompanied major dislocations and disruptions and upheavals for the experience of value in each of those periods. And I would certainly think we would agree in our time too. But what is also very instructive and special about our time and also significant in forming the cyclic index that indicated that we're going to examine next is that we've had these three outer planets form their conjunctions with one another over the past century. That is, all of them began a new cycle of relationship in the last 130 years or so. The most important marker of periods roughly every 500 years is the Neptune-Pluto cycle. Their last conjunction took place in 1891 and 92 in Gemini. And it really is a better moment to mark the beginning of the so-called millennium than the year 2000. The previous conjunctions were 1398, which also heralded the start of the Neptune-Pluto series of conjunctions in the sign of Gemini, whereas the previous conjunctions were in Taurus, and they were in 905, 411, 84 BCE, and the great one of 578 BCE. And that is when all three outer planets formed a grand triple conjunction in Taurus. And as I have noted before, corresponded to the time of Confucius, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Zoroaster, and Pythagoras, and many others who sowed the seeds for the quickening of our civilization. This is the fundamental cyclic relationship governing our history the root cycle formed by the relationship between spiritual will, which is Pluto, and unconditional love, which is Neptune, or how the universal substance energy, which is the divine light or love, is shaped by the many hosts of willing beings in our solar system and for us by we humans. Pluto brings about transformations for the very structuring of societies and cultures And Neptune provides the dreams, visions, and inspirations that are forming these transformations of the containers of reality shaped by Pluto. Their cycle, like any cycle, will go through various stages from conjunction to the next conjunction, formed by the waxing semi-square, the sextile, where we have been since the 1950s, to the square to the trine, and finally the opposition, and then back again to the conjunction. Perhaps in a later show, we can examine the series of aspects for the previous cycle from 1398 to 1891, and then compare it to our own so far, and also fold in the relevant cycle relationships of the next two pairs. The second of the big three cycles begins at the conjunction of Uranus with Neptune, and their cycle is about 170 years. Their last conjunction was in 1993 in the sign of Capricorn. The previous conjunctions were 1821, also in Capricorn, 1650 in Sagittarius, and 1478 in Scorpio. This is the cycle of relationship formed by the relationship between free your mind, which is Uranus, and unconditional love, which is Neptune, manifesting culturally and spiritually as the interweaving balance between individuality and communality, 
The combination of Uranus and Neptune reveals the ongoing dynamic relationship between reason and faith, science and spirituality. And one could see their dynamic dances forming what we might call the worldview or paradigm or paradigms of an age. A new paradigm of meaning was formed and guided the world starting in 1821. It is ended now and a new one is unfolding and it is slowly revealing itself and becoming more evident now that we are 30 years from their last conjunction in 1993. And then we have the third major cycle, which begins at a Uranus-Pluto conjunction. And their cycle of relationship is on average about 125 years. It, it varies quite a bit, frankly. Their most recent conjunction was in 1965-66 in Virgo. The previous conjunctions were 1850 in Aries, 1710 in Leo, and 1598 in Aries. Their combination forms the relationship cycle between the spiritual will and freer mind. And we can see that in history, it forms an indicator of a radical change, at times revolutionary or sometimes reactionary, and often both. Whereas the Neptune-Pluto combination provides the overall structuring and restructuring of a 500-year period, the Uranus-Pluto combination creates more bursts or breaks in the energy and form of a people or culture, whether that being made by a new idea forcing its way into an old structure to break it apart, or a reaction to new ideas that meets with the will of the old order with counter-revolution and conservatism fighting back. Now, after this review, which of the three outer planets and where we are now, I want to include this other technique for evaluating what we might call the balance of energies, of expansion and contraction, of greater integration or disintegration, as shown by what is called the cyclic index indicator. <laughs> what the cyclic indicator reveals is a general index of the state of planetary influences. And it's created by adding up each planet's position relative to the others. What we do is we add the degrees separating each planet from another, 10 degrees, 90 degrees, up to 180 degrees, so that by this method we are getting a final summation number that shows how spread apart or close together the planets are from one another. So, for example for the outermost planets. We take Uranus and see how many degrees it is from Neptune and note that down. And then how many degrees from Pluto and then add that together to form one value. Then we do the same for the separation of Neptune to Pluto and that becomes another number. We add all those together to get the complete long wave number for that moment. Then we do the same for the three combinations of Saturn with Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Finally, we add Jupiter to the mix by determining how far it is from Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And what we have created by all those additions of the separations of the planets to each other is what mundane astrologers call the cyclic index. What we will find is that in periods of time when the overall spacing of the planets is growing, that they are each more spread out apart from one another in the zodiac, that those periods coincide with historical conditions that are more positive or more conducive to growth, more integrated with one another. And when the spread between the, all the outer planets is declining, we seem to move into historical periods of more disorder, of greater disintegration and loss. Intuitively, it makes sense that when there are more points of connectivity that can inform and balance out one another, a greater potential for the integration of the whole is made possible. And when planets clump together, there is just a greater imbalance and lower level of integration and balance. So let's examine then what it shows for the recent historical periods. And here well, I will just note the most significant events in any period. And then let's take a look at our own moment and what the cyclic index shows for our future. Historically, the index can reach its lowest levels 
when the planets are most concentrated or closer together and therefore potentially more unstable. And this will happen when those three outer planets reach their conjunctions with one another. In fact, with two of those outer conjunctions occurring in the 1960s and the 1990s for us, this alone can account for how challenging our time has been. But the planets can also be spaced apart for some time, and then the index moves less up and down, and then it will eventually return to a more challenging period when they move closer to one another, producing sharper swings in the index. So looking at the 20th century, the cyclic index had been climbing since the 1880s and 1890s but it turned downward from 1901 to 1907. Then it rises again and plummets downward from 1913 to 1919, or the First World War. It turns upward until the late 1920s, moves down into 1932, moves up a little bit from 1930 till 1938, 39, and then plummets down again, and far worse than it plummeted in the 1913, 19 period to reach a bottom point in 1944, where it finally begins to climb again. This is the period of World War II. It turns down again in 1951, 52, reaching the bottom around 1956. This is the Korean War and other Cold War clashes. It then rises from the mid-1950s until around 1964, 65, when it will turn down again until 1970-71. This was the Vietnam War. It rises up once more, then turns and plummets quite strongly from 1976 to 1983. This was the period characterized by both inflation and stagnation in the U.S. economy, termed stagflation, and principally created in the real world by the unfunded debts of the Vietnam War and other political economic struggles. Then the index rose from 1983 to 1990 until it turned downward, then it turned downward until 1997. Though the USA and much of the world was benefiting in the 1990s from the end of the Cold War due to the collapse of the Soviet Union, Throughout the world, regions were facing disruption and chaos in such events as the first Gulf War, the wars in the former Yugoslavia, the Congo Wars, and many others. The index upward around 1997-98 and continued to climb until 2003. This was the beginning of the war on terror with the overthrow of the Taliban in Afghanistan and the beginning of the Iraq War. The index, though, turned down again in 2003 until 2010. This period saw the Iraq war fuel a rise in Islamic terror driven by Sunni-Shiite struggles for power, which would eventually lead to the rise of ISIS, and the mortgage debt bubble bursting, forcing the USA and much of the world into what many have called the Second Great Depression. The index then rose from from 2010 through 2014, which saw the slow recovery of the USA economy, but equally the rise of the Tea Party movement and the rising battle over the political structure in the USA between majoritarian versus minority control for the states and federal governmental structures. The index has fallen from 2014 to, well, to just now in 2023-2024, as it has slowly begun to turn upwards at this point. As in the past, the turning upward of the index does not appear to be evident until a year or two more afterwards. Just like when it turns downwards, it takes time for that to be fully understood or appreciated as well. The index will continue upward from 2024-25 until 2030-31. Does this mean we can expect that our general conditions will improve? Well, though the index is one among many factors to consider, we can at least hope that its general indication for the tenor of the times may promise an improving world condition over the next many years ahead. Moreover, whereas earlier in the 1800s and 1900s, 
there were larger swings in the index and deeper dips. The index is now moving into a more constrained up and down pattern as we move through the rest of the 21st century. Perhaps this too promises a stronger likelihood of integration and balance for the future. But of course, these methods of trying to understand our world as revealed by the individual planets and by the planetary pairings along with the cyclic index do not and cannot reveal the content of our lives and the reality we face. That content, our lives and our world is made by us. And what we create or destroy depends upon how we understand and respond to so many influences and energy forms that we are both experiencing, but that we are also creating too. If we choose the path of light and love, if we choose to understand and forgive, we can move forward as we take and make the very best from these avatars of spirit that hold the story of creation for us. Let us live and learn to dedicate our lives to what we came here to do, which is quite simply, yet profoundly, to do one thing. We came to learn how to be a better human and how to live on this planet with understanding and with love. Okay. Um, let me, as they say, wet my whistle because I... And just keep talking and don't take a break, which I'm prone to doing, <laughs> both in a show like this and in my readings. So um, it's, it's, it's normal for me, but I have to remind myself to drink water. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, I see that there are a number of you, uh, as usual, uh, there waiting for me, and I'm, I'm going to get to you as soon as I can. Um, I just want um, to remind you again that when you, I call upon you, I'll probably uh, call on and, and say what the uh, area code is um, so that we know how, so you know that I'm calling on you. And then uh, if you would just give me, um, you know, your, your name, a first name and, and the question, um, and I will hope to uh, answer it for you, whether it's a question about the show or some other aspect of astrology that you're curious about that maybe I can help you with, um, I'd be happy to do that. Um, and if, if, um, and, and if you want, want to talk about your chart or someone else's chart, just give me at least the date of birth uh, and a place of birth. And if you have it, the time of birth, because then I can tell you that much more and, and we'll see what we can do. Okay. Um, so let me just look, I'm looking here at the, the list of people here who are waiting and, uh, trying to figure out who came first, second and third in the, in the queue because it's often hard. But I, I think it's I think it came in, in order this time. So let's just see. I'll start with the we're in person here closest to the top of the list and see where we go from there. OK, and you're on with Bill. And this is area code 203. Who's this? Hey, Bill, it's Pat from Connecticut. Thank you so much. So glad you're on again. Got to go back Hi there. <laughs> Got to go back in the archives for this. so much information. Oh sure, and, sure. No, no, it's fine. I mean, yeah. I, I'll um, I'll probably in the next few days when I have time make a transcript of what I just did so people can not just listen to it but read it and maybe look at notes and oh, look wow. at times and because that that's helpful. And again, I, I I'm being very selective in picking out the historical moments and I mean in terms of what was happening at the time. There's so much happening in the world. If I try to list it all, it'd be crazy. Um, so right. I got to pick out the the most important or the ones that seem significant to me, but that may not be true for someone else. And certainly I would certainly, I've often found when I do look at other parts of the world that what was happening here in the 1850s, let's say with Neptune going through Pisces was also a time in, let's say in China, where there was a huge rise of the spiritual movement in China at the same time oh, as really? we were marching down the path of our, our abolitionist struggle to, to end slavery. Um, so there are these things that pop up all around the world um, but, but, uh, and including them all is like, is like, it's like a, more of a book than, a, than a talk. <laughs> so, well, that's interesting, so anyway, yeah, yeah it okay. is, it is. So, so what can I do for you? Um, you motivated me the last time I spoke with you to ask you about, I asked about a friend to ask you about myself. I don't know if you need my birthday. Um, but do you need it? 
I, I, I think I've got you. It's uh, July 12th, 1953. I've got you here. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Um, I have been going through a major change since literally last October. Um, okay. It The source basically is being ministered by a pastor. I never thought I would be doing something like this, but it's probably not only saving my life, but giving me an opportunity for, I'm thinking, a much better life or great life. Um, My whole lifetime's been struggle, real, real struggle and dark. So this has been absolutely amazing. My heart's opened. I have tears in my eyes all the time or I'm laughing all the time. It's just wonderful. And I just want to ask you, what do you see is this about? And um, advice on how to take care of this to, you know, help it continue and proceed or where do you see it going? And do you even see this? <laughs> do I even see this? Yes. Is it there? Uh-huh. Uh, well, obviously, I would always <laughs> defer to reality and say this is what's really happening to you, of course. Um, and we, we could maybe point to many, many subtle or obvious factors that where a person may come to a point of, of, of awakening or, or a shift of consciousness or things of that nature that are knocking on the door, as it were. And, it, and of course, we may have had other moments in our past where equally that may have happened and maybe we weren't ready or weren't paying attention or what have you. So, so sure. I mean, this, this, um, I, what I would probably point to, I mean, I'm, I'm getting all the planets lined up here so I can take a look at where everybody is first generally. Um, and see what I might want to point to first here in regard to all that you're referring to here. Um, and let's, um, I, I don't know what I want to say first. I'm trying to figure it out. And let me just, let me just look at, uh, let me run all the transits here and the progressions because it often shows things to me that I can't even just see looking at it purely visually. Um, and you say this is something that began for you during this year or you, was leading into from last year, or when did it start, would you say? The ministering started last year, and around uh, October or November. And mm-hmm. I was trying to think today, I think maybe it really kind of took hold in early spring this year. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, well, of course, I always look at the big three to see if they're doing anything because um, they are these long wave influences, not just for the world, but in our own lives. Um, right. And what's been what's been shaping your chart this year, um, and it would have started in the spring of 2023, um, is that big outer planet, the planet Pluto, um, marching now through Capricorn, marching through the fourth house, the house of of cancer, the house of the home and family and roots of my foundations in life. And what it's doing this year, it's, it's lining up with your Jupiter, which is the planet of truth, the planet of meaningfulness. Now you're born with your Jupiter and Gemini in the ninth house of truth. And that means you would take a very intellectual, more scientific or objective approach to truth in this lifetime. Um, and so that was where you would try to hold yourself as in terms of reason, which is fine. I mean, it's, you know, that's good. Um, but something may have been moving here in your life to show you that there are things that we don't know and can't know and are beyond reason, but they really exist. <laughs> uh, and eventually yeah. maybe we will be able to describe them and put them into words or into concepts or thought forms that are, are there in that more sort of mental world. But this is more of a something breaking open your belief system or consciousness and acknowledging something greater beyond that. That's what I think is happening. Um, and so it would be like a breakdown, breakthrough, uh, challenging in a way and opening your worldview. That, that's exactly what this would do. Um, and so that's the first evidence of that. Um, also, I, I would then look at coming into the, all the planets here and what they're doing. It's kind of neat that at the same time that Pluto's going over your Jupiter, <laughs> the planet Uranus is going over your Pluto. Uh, so it's sort of like twofer. Uh, Pluto is the will and will power. And Uranus uh-huh. comes along to break open the will 
um, as it were, to realize that sometimes our will and creating a container for us to exist in has also in that closed us off from something, from who we could truly or may need to be. And Uranus okay. is the planet that moves us towards a more true individual experience. So basically, this is a time where I was holding myself in a, in a container, a field of thought or action or just reality, and now my reality's been broken open, like, a, like an egg cracking open. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so this is a time where um, I'm, I was in a protected place, but it was also a closed off place by being this way. And now mm-hmm. I'm opening up to, to the greater world be, around and beyond me. Um, and as you do this, this is more something going to happen. So those, both those things happen rarely. Those two alignments that I just spoke of are like once or twice in a life can happen perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. The other mm-hmm. thing that's happening in your chart this year is that the planet Saturn, which gets around more quickly every 29 years, is making every eight years it's going to line up with something in a strong way. And this is your year to have Saturn going over your Venus which is the planet of value, beauty, and love itself. Hmm. Um, and your Venus is right there next to your Jupiter in Gemini. So it's, it's sort of lit, lighting up this house of religion, science, faith, and belief together. And Saturn mm-hmm. squaring Venus means I'm reexamining what is value. And of course, it starts with what is my value? You know, what, yeah. what gives me worth? Um, and of course, Venus is the ruler of your chart because you've got Libra rising. And so this is the time when you're being reminded that, that, that your true value is much more deeply sourced than your physical body or the possessions in your life or whatever, whatever other things you might identify as being the values of my life. Your ultimate mm-hmm. value is that you're made of divine, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to experience that, we often experience worthlessness or feeling not valuable and we wonder then why anything has value. So we come to realize that everything in the universe is priceless because it is made of divine love. And so we find our way back to the light. But it would be wow. a year where your, your values are tested. And you've at times feel you could feel worthless and then feel this unbelievable surge of unconditional love and light surrounding you, reminding you that's an illusion. Yeah. You're price you're priceless. Interesting. A little bit of feedback. My heart has literally been flown open, literally been closed since age six. So wow. incredibly, yeah, incredibly profound and a gift. And I can't remember what aspects you said could keep someone from being in a box or whatever, but mine was fear. Fear, oh, incredible. No, no, fear, fear is always <laughs> fear. Fear, I mean, you're born with Saturn rising, which is the planet that we say represents reality, but also fear in our chart. Um, and you oh. just so happen to have your Saturn exactly squaring your sun, which is the self. So the self and its need to realize itself faces these blocks and inhibition, inhibitions or blocks to being self-realized. And then your Saturn lines up with your Mars, which means I would tell anybody who has Saturn Mars, you carry within yourself, Pat, a wounded male, a wounded man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what that leads, yeah. what it leads, but that it, we go beyond the male thing. It's, it's like, it's the thing with authority and how we assert ourselves in the world and drive our story and deal with other willing beings and their assertion. And we have to be an authority to do that. But when Saturn squares Mars, authority figures mm. let you down. They were either too mm. harsh or they weren't guiding enough. And so it left you mm. betwixt and between um, in terms of your power to assert yourself in this world. Oh, amazing. I also literally looked at my father at age six and thought, is he too literally too shy to have a relationship with me? And I turned it off and gave up on him. So I know you're not saying literally father, but the male energy that that all all no. all oh, no, I, well, I am I am saying literally the father. Saturn, Sun, Saturn, Mars often means the father's either absent, the father's over over present, or unrepresented. Or there's okay. just the thing is we're learning how to be strong and sensitive. And when Saturn causes this imbalance, the person encounters other very strong people who are not sensitive, or people who are very sensitive but they're not strong. 
Right. And right. you're trying to find your way to, to hold it in the middle, to be sensitive and strong. Yeah. Well, um, any, any guidelines, discipline I need to do to keep this going in such a great way or anything you see in oh. future? And then I'll go. Oh, thank you. This is really wonderful. Well, no, that, that, I mean, I mean, uh, you, you just keep doing what you're doing, but there'll be there'll be other twists and turns on this path, I'm sure, as we look out yeah. further and go further further down the road here. But this is, um, yeah, this is a special year, and one one says, why now? And again, that, that's what I always say to people: we're never done, and the the turning and the awakening can happen at any moment. Um, and it happens for some at a very early age, and it happens for some later in life, and it's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, this is a time to lean into the truth, which is I'm made of love and yeah. I am, I'm, I'm here to love. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's making living much, much easier. And oh, I had one other question. I forgot. Um, oh shoot. Oh, well, um, it's okay. It's okay. The, does, is this come in from past life as well? The horror that, that I experienced. Well, the, the the teachings, as I understand them, that we are given this gift <clears throat> of a veil being drawn between one life and another because we, right. Pat, will never be again. I will never be again because we'll come into a life in the future as our past lives were in a different sex, in a different culture, right. in a different time and place. And to have that same consciousness would be really confusing. <laughs> And, and very upsetting. And so we're forgiven well, our trespasses, as it were. And yet we can see yeah. the we can see in the aspects and the strengths and challenges in a chart what a person did or did not work on, overcome or didn't overcome in their right. prior lives. And all we can say is this is what the task is in this life. And that's all we exactly. can work with. That's all we should work with is yeah. our current state and conditions. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, this is lovely. Thank you so okay. much. You're welcome, yeah, Pat. Really. Good to talk with you again. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. I'll, Thank you I'll so talk much. to you later. Sure. Bye bye. Yep. Okay. Um, next in line, I think, is this person, uh, area code 860. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. It's Amla. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> what's, what's, go, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. I actually kind of wanted to, you know, things are so fluid, and I just kind of wanted to um, check out the, the rest of the year, like November, December time. Um, my birthday, mm-hmm. I think you have it, December 16th, right, um, 73. Let me just pull, let me pick, pull up it. Sure. December, what would you say again? 70- December... 16th, one, six. Oh, okay. December 16th, 1973, right? That's you there. All right. That's okay. right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got you. Okay. Let me, um, yep. let me take the uh, planetary motions Let the computer do all that wonderful work it does for me. Um, I'm not having to figure it all out on my own. It's helping me here. So, <laughs> but uh, I would just say, I would just say briefly right away, just glancing at your chart that you've come to a big shift here that you should have felt by now, by the end of August, um, which is that your progressed moon has shifted houses now and will be in this house that it's in for the next couple of years. Cause it takes that long to get through the houses, um, moving it roughly. Uh, and so uh, moving around 12 or 13 degrees in a year. Um, yeah, it'll be there now till April of 2025. And this is the house order of arrangement of how I live my life and every part of my life reflects and supports all the other parts or my life is not well arranged and I'm feeling more that there's conflict or, or things not adding up or things not fitting together. I'm more not at ease. This is a time of healing. This is a time of adjustment. This is a time of, I have to make a life that makes sense now. And the key to that, of course, you're born with the moon in Virgo, so this is a big message for you, and your moon is now in the sixth house, the natural house of Virgo, and your oh. moon in Virgo means, means emotionally in your okay. whole life, you've wanted one thing emotionally in your life is to be at peace, 
Um, yeah. And now, and now you're going to be really engaged in that process of rearranging your life within and without to live a life that's okay. more beautiful. That's the goal. That's the purpose. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. But that's going to, that's, that's not just the next couple of months. That's the next couple of years. <laughs> so, right. So, so, and again, it doesn't mean anything's wrong. It just means if you know you're doing too much of one thing or not enough of another, if there is imbalances in my practices and my diet or exercise or life or work style or whatever it may be, we can get away with yeah. things not making sense for quite some time, but eventually it catches right. up to us. And now the universe says, okay, if you don't change it now, you might start to suffer. And then we right. go, why must I suffer? And the universe answers, because you are not yet what you could be. And so suffering is nature's way of saying, move away from this pain. Get back to beauty. Get back to a, a good life is what it's saying for you now. Okay. Got it. Got it. I, I do. Thank you for that. And I was just also uh, the more specific question is, uh, do you see astrology wise, what's a good time for the relationship coming in? Well, this is a pretty intense year for desire energies being stirred up in your life because this is also the year when Pluto, the planet of the will and willpower, is lined up with yes. Mars, the planet of desire. So, boy, okay. are you feeling some pretty intense energies right now. Um, and, of course, that means it's great if you want to throw yourself into a project or activity to accomplish something meaningful. Boy, you need, a, yeah. you need an outlet for this energy. It's really strong energy. Um, but it equally okay. wants to find some measure of confirmation or realization, perhaps in a connection with another. But one has to be careful with Pluto that one doesn't get too, too driven or obsessive about desire. Um, it's really okay. about reconsidering the nature of desire and how it forms right. and guides our, our actions. Um, right. So that's there. Um, okay. As far as other relationship things go the good thing is Saturn's now in your first house which means you're working on your presence and how you appear to other people on the the, the yeah. personality or presence you're forming yourself through and and now this year Saturn is from that first house is lining up with Saturn in your fifth house the house of love and romance and okay. creativity um, okay. And Saturn will make, make this alignment only twice in a 29-year period. Um, oh. And since Saturn is reality and Saturn is the formation of re making reality, this is a time where you have a better chance of achieving certain goals in your life. Okay. Um, and it would especially apply to the area of love and romance and creativity. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, um, as far as like that's, do you know the time, like the months this is on my chart? Well, like, uh, oh, well, Saturn was yeah. Saturn was making the exact contact to your Saturn in the month of March. It okay. did it again here in September, into early October, yeah. and it's doing it again in December. So it's doing it twice December. in like two, two, three months here in Dece September, September, October, and then December. So yes, okay. there's a lot going on with it right now basically um okay so that's significant and there's some very powerful energy getting closer and closer to the very bottom of your chart here and that's the okay. planet uranus which is the awakener um yes so there's something there's something that's going to be happening in 2024 that very much affects the roots of your life where you understand you came from what you're now rooted in and and okay. and affects the questions about the home and family, and where you okay. live and how you live. Um, sometimes people pick up and move with this aspect. Yeah, um, yeah. What's and, that and climax like, point? What's that date? I'm sorry. Well, Uranus comes in there exactly at the end of June 2024, and Got early it. November okay. 2024, early November mm -hmm. 2024, and then April 2025. It's it makes all most of these outer planets make three passages over a point. All right. Um, okay. And so, but so it's hanging out. It's lighting up that area for the whole year, basically. Um, right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Very, yeah. very interesting. I'm turning 50 this year, like December. So I just, this is interesting. Like, wow. I, I just can't believe 
how much has changed. Especially actually, um, just a little quick tidbit of like these eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. Um, sure. And with this yeah. past, wow. Yep. The last two yeah. years has really significantly, and Taurus, because I'm an Aquarius rising, I know a little bit, um, it was in my fourth house, and so it was all about home again, that home environment and family that kind of gotten re- rebooted, re- reshaped, right. well, you had, Well, you, you, had, um, you had the eclipse, the, the, the lunar eclipse was at five Taurus, the solar eclipse. Um, right. Uh, um, was at was in 21 degrees of Libra, um, yes. and that that really affected your the house of union in your life, the, the solar eclipse, and the, oh. the the lunar eclipse. The lunar eclipse we just had um, really yes. fell in your third house of the mind, so it's affecting more communications for the next month more than anything else. Oh. But 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 that none of them neither one fell on a, a planet directly, so it has less it's still significant but has not as powerful or powerfully experienced perhaps as, as it would be for somebody else. Okay? It it was interesting though, because honestly it really did affect a, a lot of it, I mean this month alone it's not even over yet technically it's been a heck of a month. Wow. Oh, sure. No, no, no. Wow. Everybody gets, the whole planet gets shook up by these things, and we all feel the energies yeah. and the shifts that yeah. are taking place through them. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you're going through your own personal things anyways that are pretty strong, too. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good to know. So, like, the communication will be affected in the next month, you said, as well? Yes. For the next month, you might find okay. there's a particular need to focus on being being on point with communications and paying attention to them because they have a they have a stronger well they have a strong influence over your life so you want to make sure you're not taking your eye off the ball there you want to be focused on that yeah got it got it I appreciate okay. this this is so helpful thank you so very okay. much you're very welcome God bless good you. to talk with you thank okay, you okay take care sure okay, bye Amla. bye bye okay. Okay, um, this is another one that I think has been here for a while. Area code 630, you're on with Bill. Hello? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Who's this? This is Dion. I'm a first-time caller. <laughs> you're, a, you're a first-time caller? Okay, good for you. <laughs> what, can, what, can I, what can I do for you? Um, I'm a December baby too. December fifth, nineteen seventy-three. Okay. I had some shifts that have been happening lately, and um, everything is going pretty good. Just not in my finances. My finances. Not not in the finances. Dealing okay. with them. <laughs> okay. What what um? Do you have your time of birth? You say you're born December fifth, seventy-three. What time did you say? One twenty-one a.m. And where were you born again? Oak Lawn, Illinois. Okay, okay. And the question of the moment is, what's happening with with finances? Is that the question? <laughs> I know, I mean I know what's happening with them. I got to start. I got to start addressing it. Like I, okay. My finances are just. I'm in debt, and I got to start clearing it up. Do you, when do you see me okay, being able well, to do that? Well, actually, um, the planet Jupiter, which is the greater benefic, and it, it, it does help us, um, you know, in many ways. But wherever it's moving in a chart indicates that's the area we need to receive its benefits and do what we're needing to do in that area. Jupiter this year, beginning in May or so, um, moved into the sign of Taurus. And it stays there till next May. It's in the whole period. It's in your eighth house, which is the house of debts and financing and taxes and all these kind of things. It's the house of union and joint ventures, but it rules these other subcategories, too. And when Jupiter's there, it's time to take advantage of whatever is available to you to put your financial house in order. <laughs> so... Um, if you've got debts and financing things, you're making payments and all that, there are ways of you know, combining debts or taking out low interest or no interest loans and paying it down really quickly. And then whatever it is, um, there are ways of reducing the, the burn rate and, and getting back on track to back, back to no debt and then begin accumulating again. 
this year would favor that. But of course, you've got to do your work in finding and securing those ways of both cutting my my expenses that I'm, I'm I, I need to trim down the budget. But then in terms of the already existing debt, how can I pay that off easily or quickly? And just look at the different things that are available in your area and the country generally, uh, where people can take out low interest loans. And so rather than paying the 19% on a credit card, you're paying three or 4%. And now you use that to pay off the credit card and then pay down that thing very quickly as fast as you can before it begins hitting you with its interest rates eventually. Um, so, you know, moving the debt around basically, but moving it to a lower interest one so you can pay it down more quickly uh, and pay it off more easily. That would be what Jupiter might bring to you here. I'm not saying I'm bringing to you, but Jupiter would bring it. Um, and just look at other things you could do to put your financial house in order. That's good. I okay? started reducing my monthly expenses, so now I'll look into consolidation. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if you've gotten if you've gotten underwater and you want to get rid of that debt. First thing was to you know stop putting more water in you know get <laughs> like don't 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 get deeper in but now how do I pay it off more quickly There are ways of structuring debt so it's more manageable and you get on a payment plan and you can pay it off in whatever time and it fits within your budget that's what you want to do. Okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, yes. you're welcome, Dion. You. Good talking to you. Okay, bye bye. Um, and let me. Go back and I'll put you on mute. Okay, good. Um, and then we have, let's see. Um, okay, area code 561. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello? Hello, yes, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Yeah, hi, Bill. Stacy. How are you Stacey, doing? Stacy, hi, Stacy. Hi there. I've been fine. How are you? Well, um, I was good until like uh, March, you know, the spring. I was at a okay. job for three years, and I found that during, you know, during the pandemic, and it closed. the The job closed, so I found oh. something else after that right away. Right. But right. you know, they said we'd be making a certain amount, and it's not really good. But I've been okay. staying there because, you know, I I don't want to go from job to job. You know, I want the stability on my resume. So I want to sure. know, like, how my finances or is this job going to get better or something else or what my finances when it's better because it, it seems oh, like this, okay. this spring till now has been bad. Okay. So I, I have um, three Stacys. <laughs> So you're going to have to tell me which one you are in, in the database I have for the blog talk callers. So um, oh, what's your, just I'm give me your birthday. De- I'm also a December baby, um, Okay. the day after Christmas. December, December 26th. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, got you. Um, I've got you there. And let's just take a look at your chart, and then we'll see what's going on. Um, okay. And and so you say you're you've got a job again. Repeat for me again. The job that you have is not not working out. Seven but you're hoping it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping like you know though. Um, there, how could we say it? Um, like the last place I was at, it was better. I was there for three years straight. So. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, the company closed down. So I found right. this one right away because someone there, you know, said, oh, let, let's go to this place because somebody there they knew. And a bunch mm-hmm. of my colleagues left because we weren't making that kind of money. But, you right. know, I didn't want to be without work. So I'm sticking it out till maybe the end of the year. So it looks uh, on the resume. And I'm wondering right. when, what month will look better as far as financially with either this job or why, you know, something else coming because right now I'm stressed with, you know, finances and it's scary. Well, you, this is the um, you've had for several years now the 
the planet Saturn marching through your second house. It's really been three years because um, you've, mm-hmm. you've got the end of Capricorn ruling your second house cusp and the beginning, the first five degrees of Pisces is on your third house cusp. So Saturn's been in Capricorn, then Aquarius, now the beginning of Pisces all this time. It's begun to make its way out of that second house. In fact, it did dance out of there technically in May, but dance right back at, in in August. And when Saturn's in the second house, we're always going to be tested regarding our values, our sense of self-worth, our money and income issues. And either we're, we're being rewarded for a job well done and we can manage it easier, more easily, or no, I've really I've got to get out of this mess I'm in. It's going to take these several years to fix it. So that means this focus on finances, money and income issues, all that, is due to end astrologically for good, or at least you know for a long time to come, beginning in January of 2024. Um, and in, and until then, it doesn't mean I'm going to be in bad place, but it means I'm near the end of this period I've been in for the last several years. So I'm pretty sure in saying that you're going to find by you know by February, March, whatever 2024, when Saturn has left there for sure. Um, that I'm less concerned now about my financial or monetary um, position, um, and I'm, I'm no longer struggling in that arena at all, or not, not nearly as well, much as I had been over the last several years. Um, so well, yeah. that certainly indicates a change is coming, okay? Yeah, because or the like I said, thank God, because even though I was working three years at a job, I had to pay off credit cards that were forget it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Double up on sure. over you see we got a lot of overtime at my other job. That's why I was able to um we got a lot of overtime and it was better. The um the call center was better I was working at. So I was mm-hmm. able to, you know, pay out a lot of debts, you know. It's not ex- you know. <laughs> it's uh-huh. so yeah, so now it's like I had to get a new AC unit and other stuff, and oh gosh, it's just yeah. everything just piled up, you know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, well, Saturn leaves your your second house by early 2024, and then a couple of months later, in spring 2024, um, Jupiter, that planet of growth and expansion, good fortune, good luck it enters your sixth house, which is the house of the work and working conditions. And that usually corresponds in a person's life where um, how they're working, where they're working, the nature of the work that they're going through um, is now improving. Um, And so they're having a better work experience, a better lifestyle experience uh, and and enjoying more uh, the work and the people I'm working with or for. It all seems to be getting better and better. That, that should click in by the spring of 2024, okay? Wow, yeah, because like, yeah, because I, I said it makes me feel horrible. It's like I've been not socializing because they say like, you know, when you feel good about yourself work-wise, financially, then yeah, you're able yeah. to manifest, you know, and right now it's just, like living like a hermit. <laughs> well, I, I would say that that's not that is not good. And so, whatever modest way you can enjoy social company, just going out, enjoying a walk in the park with somebody, or getting together with friends at their house, your progressed moon's in the mm-hmm. in the eleventh house right now. It's been there for almost a year now, since 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 late late last fall, and it's going to be there mm-hmm. for another year or so. And when the moon is there the thing we most need to be working on is our, our community and friendship and social matters. And you do need to stay connected and in touch with those people who care for you and you care for them because there is, that's where a lot of goodness comes into your life, quite literally. Um, yeah, so make, make, make some time for friends, even if it's just, you know, something that doesn't cost anybody anything, just getting together and having a good time for a few hours or going out to, walking in a park or walking to a museum, they're free mostly. And whatever you can do that's free, you don't have to worry about your budget then, but 
you really need social support right now. You really need friendship right now. That'd be the thing I would have started with in the chart, saying your moon's in the 11th house. It's all about community and fellowship and friendship. Um, so definitely don't let that slide, okay? Yeah, I made it at point, like, one of my friends, we got together because I felt more comfortable telling her about the situation. You know, I got together with her because, Good. you know, she yeah. knew about my my jobs, not having a job, but other than that, I, I was too embarrassed to confide in my other friends. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it, but by discussing it with other people, you never know who you might someone might know somebody and they're the ticket out of the situation I'm in. So holding it back, pulling in and withdrawing from the support that the universe is maybe trying to get to you. The universe can't, can't send somebody to your door. You've got to go out there. So I would say be out there and having as much fun as you can, even though it's not fun right now, because that's going to do a lot to help yeah. you heal and also connect and maybe find something that, is there waiting for you, but you have to go out to meet it. Okay? Yeah, like last Christmas, like when it was my birthday, and this Christmas coming up when it's my birthday, it's both Mercury retrograde. So kind of. Well, that, uh-oh. You know, Mercury, retro, Mercury retrograde is okay. It's a time to reflect and reconsider. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not. Well, uh, last, in last general. one, it, it was, it, yeah, it was pouring yeah. out. Pouring out. Oh, yeah. Well, like, you have to go. Well, yeah. But, you know. You have a merry, happy on birthday. You know, 364 days of the year, you can have a good time too. So I'm just saying, your chart yeah. says you need you need your people right now. You need your friends, um, and they need you, you know, both ways, right? So don't don't pull in and wait for a better time. Go out there and make a good time. Help be there for a friend. They'll be there for you. That's how this works. So don't isolate yourself, okay? Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. Uh, okay. You're welcome. Thank you, okay, Stacy. Oh, I'll talk to you again. Thank you so okay. much. Bless sure. You're welcome. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Um, well, thank you, everybody. Uh, I've got to go now, but I'll be back uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, doing another show. Certainly in November. And uh, I wish you all the very best. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.